How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. A thoroughly pissed off, mm. I don't know how long it's going to take to get over this, co-host. I'm yeah, not you're, good, AJ. You're not the only I'm one pissed good. off. What, like, I'm not good. This is a this is a tough uh it's a tough Monday here. It, it, this is this is a tough Monday to be recording this episode uh you know with the with the boys loss. Uh it was it was a tough weekend, you know, you know watching some some good football games, some blowouts and then just to a disappointing ending to our Cowboys season uh just to top it off there. So it, it was it was it was rough. That game was rough. We'll come. We will. We will recap it for you. We'll recap all these games from Wild Card Weekend um, as I, we have you, the. Can uh, I? Can I just say something? Yeah. Um. I just turned you know fifty years old, in, yep. in well, I guess last year, this year, like for this uh, sports season, yep. and twenty six years now, dude. It's twenty six years that none of my teams have won a championship. Only three times in 26 years has a team that I have rooted for made it to the championship. And one of them was the Magic in the first year that I moved here, and I really wasn't that big a fan. So really, it's only been two. It's the Rangers when they played the Kings in the Stanley Cup and the Mets when they lost to the Royals. Other than that, my teams have not seen, or our teams, have not seen championships in your entire life and further going back now 26 effing years. What yeah. do I have to do to get this black cloud over me? Away. Oh, I'm not sure. I, I, we might we might need to look to uh, to, to relocating to new teams. Uh, you know, uh, th- we might need to drop some uh, some teams like the Cowboys. Uh, even though obviously you can't switch up. You're 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 a can't boy fan it. for life. You're you know <sighs> Cowboys Nation for life. Uh, it's tough. It's been tough the last decade, the last 25 years, but. Uh, we will break down that game. We'll say where do the Cowboys go from here, and, and we'll definitely dive into that game a little deeper than the rest. Because honestly, there was one good game this weekend. The rest were blowouts. So uh, we'll, well the, talk the about the Bengals game was all right. No, I'm saying the Bengals game was a good game. The rest were blowouts, and the 49er game shouldn't have been as close as it was. And we'll obviously get into that. So let's talk about these games. Let's talk about Wild Card Weekend. Let's run it. All right, wild card weekend. Let's get to it. The two Saturday games. The best game of the weekend, in my opinion. Raiders-Bengals uh, was close, really, all the way. Bengals had a two-score lead for most of the game, but it was definitely uh, a close game. Raiders got out to, you know, the quick lead going down and, and getting a, a field goal. But then it was all Bengals. You know, Burrow really played a, a, a really good game. You know, they couldn't run the ball much. Mixon was, uh, was not having a great day. Average just under three yards a carry. But when they needed it most... Jamar Chase was open on every play, nine for one sixteen uh, on the day. He really found Uzama, the tight end. That's you know, you know, you'll see the tight ends wake up in the playoffs because they're uh, they're a quarterback's best friend. That's that safety valve there. So Uzama goes off, uh, and 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 even without you know Higgins getting involved and Boyd getting involved to that controversial touchdown, uh, they 
they really controlled the pace of this game, and I think Burrow did enough. I don't think he played great, but Burrow did enough uh, for them to win, as well as their defense playing, you know, really well all the way uh, through. You know, it, it does suck that, you know, again, the refs got in the way. Yeah. You know, I mean, Burrow made an absolutely amazing play, but you could just tell by Tyler Boyd's reaction, he didn't even think the play was 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 still going on. Yeah, and, and by rule, it shouldn't be a touchdown because if the ref thinks he stepped out, the play's dead. But like, it doesn't right. matter if Tyler Boyd catches the ball or whatever that happened. That shouldn't have been a touchdown, even though, yes, was he in and did he catch it? Yeah, it sh- like it should have been a touchdown. But if the ref blows the whistle, the, the ref blows the whistle that you can't, you know, overturn that. So I'm not sure how that counted. And obviously that changed the game dramatically because it really felt like the Raiders, if they got to stop there, they would turn that around and, and definitely, you know, had some momentum going their way. But, yep. you know, Derek Carr played played okay in this. Uh, the turnover was, was really big. Uh, and he was under pressure all day. I mean, that offensive line couldn't block to save their life. Trey Hendrickson, before he got hurt, was having a day. Uh, Larry Obanjobi, before he got hurt, was having a day. So their defensive line, the Bengals, took some hits. But when they were in there healthy, they were blowing up Derek Carr. He had to scramble to save his life. Uh, Jacobs Sam, had a Sam fine Hubbard day. Was having, Sam Hubbard would have right, a fine day. Their, their defensive line was getting after the Raiders. So for them to have a chance to go down the field you know, with two minutes left and, and almost tie that game up, that is that that was definitely a uh, heroic effort from Carr. Just came up short, uh, it, you know, in, was, in this one. It, I got one problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, so obviously with 30 seconds left, they're first and goal. Yeah, you have four shots to get it in from the nine, and what do they do? They throw two short, really, honestly, three short passes. I mean, they they never threw the ball in the end zone. No, like I don't understand. Like especially on that fourth down play. Even if he caught it and it wasn't intercepted, he was not getting in. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I don't it's, get it. Look, it's it. it's tough to – you really have noticed over the last couple seasons, especially this season, it's tough to score in the red zone now. You know, you have, you have, you know, 10 Unless yards to Fran. go. Right. But you have 10 yards to – and even they couldn't score in the red zone in this game. Uh, you, you have 10 yards to go. D- defenses now with how fast linebackers are, you know – it, you just it is hard to get open and and really you know run the ball on the outside it, it's just tough to score now in the red zone so neither of these teams could score in the red zone they had four you know each team had four field goals so uh this was you know a, a bend don't break defense type of game and the the Bengals defense was this close to breaking and then you know the Raiders were close to tying it up and they they stood their ground forced that uh that 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 first and goal you know all the way to fourth down and goal, and then he hit Waller, and Waller, even if he caught it, he, he wasn't in the end zone. So it, it's a big win for the Bengals. They needed this win, obviously, first playoff win in 31 years. So it, it definitely gets a big, you know, uh, you know, hump off their off their back. So th- they move on to Tennessee. That'll be a great game. We'll have to see Derrick Henry's health. He's going to play in that game. How well does he respond there? But this team, you know, if if, if they can matchup. if if they can keep this going, they are uh, uh, they're they're just an extreme threat like they've been all year. But def- defensive injuries, they lost a couple key guys. That is something to monitor, especially against you know Tennessee, who is going to come at you all day with the run with with Derrick Henry back. So I I feel really confident though that the final four in the AFC, any one of them can make the Super Bowl. I agree. I think I think any of them can. I think they're all great teams. Uh, I have my strong feelings toward the two games, but we'll get to that 
on uh, yeah. on Friday's episode when we previewed the where, the the next up the next round. Whereas in the NFC, I really tu- truly believe it is only Green Bay or Tampa Bay who can make the work, can make the Super Bowl. Yeah. So th- this is a uh, it's a big win for for the Bengals. The Raiders came close. They didn't even you know end up covering. Uh, so my my upset pick there was wrong. But th- this Raiders team has a future. Uh, the the question mark will be Carr because I think Carr is in the situation the situation right now where maybe give him one more weapon and build around the offensive line. I have confidence in Carr. I don't think that 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 is the that he's an issue on this team. I really don't. So no, th- I don't either. But I don't think he's going to be back with the team either. You don't think I, he'll I think be back? No, because I think there's so many quarterback needs right now out mm-hmm. there. The Clevelands, the Indies of the world, you know, where I think that he's going to get a payday to come play for somebody else. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see about it. I, and he, he is one of those, you know, where it's like, do you, are you comfortable with throwing, you know, $35 million at, at Derek Carr? You know, what what is his price range right now? It's He's very much Probably in the middle. Is, yeah. So yeah. It, it'll be an interesting but, offseason there because also, you know, are they going to keep their intern coach? Are they going to keep, you know, Mike Mayock at GM? Uh, an interesting offseason for the Raiders in a season where they overachieved, in my opinion. You know, I, I didn't think they were a playoff team. Well, so, especially after the rugs and the, the Gruden and the rugs. Thing, right. I With that all that, that stuff in. to go on. I think it's a it's a good season for the Raiders. They just came up short uh, in this one of the Bengals. All right. And then Saturday night uh, was the most dominant game really in NFL history because <laughs> of how well that the Buffalo Bills played. Try a perfect game. You ever heard of a perfect game uh, in baseball? This was the first perfect game in NFL history. I mean, they went down on every single drive and scored a touchdown. Every single seven one. Seven for seven. Seven, seven for drives seven. in the game, seven touchdowns. That is, that is incredible. Absolutely incredible. Josh Allen lights out. He's been lights out for weeks now. I mean, if there was an MVP for the final, you know, six weeks of the season, he would win it. Uh, Singletary. That would have made made my preseason prediction a lot more interesting. Yeah, definitely would have. And Singletary, what did we say? They need to get him going. The last two weeks in the season, he was great. 81 yards and two touchdowns. This team is rolling. I mean, absolutely rolling. Uh, The defense was 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 everywhere i mean the safeties with micah hyde uh with that great interception that that is just you know it, it's hard to pass on this team so could you, could they you mind if they, it, they, if they did have tredavious if they still had tredavious white in the, in the line right that it, that is unreal. that's even more scary that they don't have him and and honestly th- this defense when tredavious white was playing in, in the regular season was was not playing up to their you know yep. their best ability when he went they're down really all of a sudden him. all of a sudden they're playing better without him so obviously hey, they don't need him uh, they were my, you know, preseason Super Bowl pick, and I'm I'm feeling pretty confident that I might be right in this one. Yeah, uh, and and for your your boy Mac Jones, there uh, rough game Ooh. for his first play. I, told I mean, he was gonna this have was rough game. this was expected. This is why me and yeah. you and and we really agreed that this was the easiest, you know, lock of them all. Bills, you know, minus what were they four? I, I mean, this yeah, th- this was. This was such a mismatch with Mac Jones in his first playoff game versus Allen, who's been rolling. And this Bills roster is such a better, you know, more experienced roster than the Patriots have now. Even though I think the Patriots are building something, they need a number one wide receiver. And they need to, uh, they, they, I think they need to get younger. 
You know, defensively, they could have multiple people retire this year. Donta Hightower at linebacker is is more than likely done. You know, the McCourty twins, we'll see what happens with them. Like, they have guys still from the Tom Brady days, still from their, you know, dynasty days that are at the end of their career. I think their defense needs to get younger and faster um, and improve there. But, you know, they have pieces that they're building around. Mac is fine. They have, a, they have a good running back pair with, you know, Harrison Stevenson. They have a bunch of good players, you know, at, at skill positions like Kendrick Bourne and Jacoby Myers. They need a number one. Hunter Henry. Uh, yeah, Hunter Henry has, was a good addition. But they need a number one, uh, you know, guy that, that Jones can really throw to. So we'll see. You know, Belichick said he was back. He'll, he'll be back for another year. So he's not going anywhere. Uh, and, and the Patriots will, uh, will, will definitely build on what was an ex- – a successful season for them you know this was this was supposed to be a team that would be on the border of you know playoff or not and they you know they had a a good season as well they uh, well they definitely overachieved they overachieved this year i I don't think anybody thought they were going to be 10 wins and in the Mm -mm. playoffs so you know i i think it was a good first step mac jones has a lot of work to do you know overall but you're right they they just they need to have uh, they, they need a compliment to Matt Judon on defense. They need yeah. to get younger. They need to have another solid wide receiver. You know, they, they just, and they, they, you know, a couple of things on their offensive line need, you know, need a little reworking. But this is a team that I can't believe Belichick is going to coach into his 70s. Yep. 70s. He'll be in the league a long time. And I just don't think he wants to, to leave. I think he just enjoys it so much. And he's such a, you He's so good at what he does. I don't think he, he would want to leave anytime soon. But, you know, the big talk about the Patriots in the offseason was their free agent spending because they never spend a free agency and they used all their money. And looking back on it, you know, Kendrick Bourne, Kendrick Bourne was a great pickup. He's not a number one, yep. but he was a great pickup. Uh, you know, Hunter yep. Henry. Nelson Aguilar had a good year. Yeah, Aguilar had a fine year. Hunter Henry and... and uh, uh, and John Smith, Smith were second half of the year than the first half, right? So, so, and then Judon was a beast. Like they had yeah. really good signings, you know, all those, and and they'll pay off, you know, in year two. So this team will will still be, you know, the Bills are now the team to beat in their division, but they're still the second best team, you know, in their division, and you know, a for sure, probably wild card uh, for the next couple of years as as Mac is the quarterback. So this team should be yeah. definitely in in the playoffs for you know a couple more years. That was the easiest lock though I've ever had. Yeah, like, for sure. I was so sure they were going to win by four and a half. I was like pounding the table. Yeah, and and, and you know with that with that over under set so low with that cold, it was set uh, a little too low there, and uh, yes. you know the Bills piled on the, the points at at home there. So, uh, well, the Bills, two games we knew would be blowouts would be that one and the Tampa Bay one. Yeah, so the so the Bills move on in the AFC. They'll play the Chiefs in the second round, so a rematch of the AFC Championship of last year. Uh, Again, I got a strong feeling about that one, and I'm sure I'll disagree with you on there because we'll talk about the Chiefs in a little bit. They look, you know, just as impressive. So that's going to be a great matchup uh, uh, with the rematch of the of last year's AFC Championship. Uh, and then we got to the NFC side on Sunday. We started with the one o'clock game, uh, the most one of the most boring playoff games I think I've ever watched in in my life. I mean, what were the Eagles doing in this game? You could you could call this game thirty one nothing. I mean, that's basically what the score was. Uh, the Bucks gave up, you know, in the fourth quarter. They were up by so much. Uh, Brady, you got to give hats off to him. I mean, missing all of these guys, his top two running backs, his top two wide receivers, like all 50% of, his, of his offense, all of his guys. And he's just dealing out here. Evans, even Darius Slay, who has had a really good year, could not guard him. I mean, Gronk was 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 wide open in the end zone on his touchdown. Uh, and, and Keyshawn Vaughn and, and Giovanni Bernard are filling in here. 
and they got they rushed for 100 yards and, and both scored. So th- this team just can you know it, it just seems like to- when Tom Brady's on the field, whoever's out there is just better than they ever were before in their career, than they ever were, you know, without him. He just makes everyone better. You know, 271, two touchdowns, didn't make any mistakes. You know, easy win for the Bucs. Uh, you know, and and the big talk here, you know, no one expected the Eagles to win, but the big talk here is do, where do the Eagles go from here? Another team who was out in the first round but overachieved this year did not think they would come anywhere near the, the postseason. But you have to really evaluate your team because you have good pieces, but it hurts. It is hurts your guy, and we've had this conversation no. conversation all year long. Is is the best option to continue to develop him? No. Or or is it is it to start new? No, no, no. He's not an NFL quarterback. He is an athlete who runs really well and and can get out of the pocket and create some things to open up. You know, some something down the field every once in a blue moon. He's wildly inaccurate. I mean, he bounced a few passes, threw a few passes over the head of Goddard and uh, um, what was it Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith didn't have a catch until like the fourth quarter. You know, I mean, like he's so bad. He waits for everything to be completely wide open before he throws. He doesn't anticipate anything. He doesn't throw it to an area that he feels confident the receiver will go to. The interception that Mike Edwards had, he was about four seconds too late in throwing that ball. And Devontae Smith couldn't have been more wide open. You know, yeah. no, he is not a good quarterback. And I think they are wasting um, some decent talent around them by putting all of it on his shoulders. Yeah, I, I just don't know that that this team's better. You know, I'm not saying I believe in Hurts. I'm not as down as you are on him. But I don't think that this team is like is better off drafting a QB, going out and getting another, you know, mediocre quarterback that can play the position. Like he has good has some good tangibles like he has an arm he has a a, a, a very powerful arm he's very athletic he can get out of the pocket he needs to learn accurate he needs to learn he needs to get more accurate but he needs to his biggest thing is he leaves the pocket on every drop back i mean he if it's a clean pocket he still leaves the pocket and he throws on the run and that's where he makes mistakes he's got to learn to stay in the pocket and deliver passes he, he tries to draw out the play you know way too much like you said and and that's his issues but I think you go one more year to try to develop him, fix those issues. He doesn't fix those issues, then you got to move on. But you know, I, I think okay. he has he has you know he, he shows some things where it's like you know he he can make a throw here or there, he can make a play here or there. He's got to be more consistent with it uh, for sure. But the Eagles so go the, home, Bucks will move just, on, and yeah, just uh, and hold play. on before before we jump off the Jalen Hurts train here for a second, yeah. since I know you are still believing he can be this guy. Right, he is the starting quarterback. He has had two games where he's thrown over 300 yards this entire season. Mm-hmm. He has five games that he hasn't thrown a single touchdown in the game, and he has only six games this year where he had more touchdowns and interceptions. That's not the makings of a QB one. No, and I'm not. I'm not saying he is a QB one right now. What I'm saying is this Eagles team. I don't think is better off by going with someone else right now because you're basically starting from scratch with another. If you want to draft one, they do have three first round picks. So if you, they want to draft one, that's you know that's not out of the picture. But I think drafting one isn't going to do you know anything else to make them that much more better right now, especially in okay. this year's draft where Hold there's on. really no you know quarterback no, that no. I think is okay. better than Hurts. Agreed. I would. I agreed. I wouldn't draft one. But like, here's a perfect example. We just talked about Derek Carr. If you had a team with Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard, uh, 
uh, Scott, Boston Scott, with G- Dallas Goddard, who is an you know all pro caliber type tight end, and you have Devontae Smith, and you can go out and get a couple more wide receivers. Wouldn't that look a lot better with Derek Carr getting the handle or getting the uh, snaps from Kelsey than Jalen Hurts? A hundred percent. That's not a debate. You know, Derek Carr versus Hurts is not a debate. I'm talking about starting fresh with you know uh, either a journeyman quarterback like a you know a Teddy Bridgewater here yeah, no, or like, no, a, no, no. like that I don't agree with that or, yeah, or drafting one but if you want to go out and get Derek Carr of course you're going to do that that that's not up for the for debate I'm talking about the Eagles you know the big storyline with them is three first round picks with the Wentz trade and and the, you know another trade last year are they going to take a quarterback and start again with a young quarterback that I don't, I don't see as as the no, solution here not. I no, think not with get, this class. No. I want to see Hurts with one more year with maybe another weapon. I, I, I just want to see him, you know, because I when you saw him at Oklahoma and Alabama, he's a he was a damn good quarterback. So I want to see that guy in the NFL. He just needs to work and be coached a little more, uh, so he can you know shine a little bit a little bit more uh, well, for them next year. Let, let's also not forget, okay? I mean, this team has a lot of holes, right? I mean. Uh, and they're going to pick 15th yeah. and 16th, you know, so it's middle of the first round. They need talent. So th- at 15, 16, they are not picking up a quarterback. Yeah, they, they need they, they have a lot of holes. They're getting older. They, they handed out a bunch of big contracts. So cap space is not, you know, the friendliest thing right now. So yeah. uh, they, they they are, you know, well, we're talking about the Cowboys next. Uh, oh. and, but but in terms of this division, in terms of. The Eagles right now kind of in the middle of the pack. You know, the Giants and, and Washington looking like they're trending even more down. I don't even know how much worse they can possibly get. But uh, that division, you know, it looks that it's it's just going to be staying the same uh, over the next couple of years. But the Bucks, they move on. They'll play the winner of, you know, tonight's game as we record this of the Cardinals versus the Rams. Obviously, that winner uh, will be determined um, as this episode comes out Tuesday morning. So they will... Uh, I, I think they are. It was a good game. They dominated it in you know, an inferior opponent, but two offensive linemen injured. One came back. You know, Jensen the center came back, but you know their their right tackle Werfs injured. You know, with with everyone that's already out, can they get Fournette back? Can they get Rojo back? Um, they're going to need worse because their 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 backup uh, right tackle was was destroyed. Bad. Yeah, not destroyed good. in that game. I mean, he is terrible. Yeah, they definitely need Worfs back for sure. Yeah. All right, let's get to it. Okay. We've uh, we've we've taken what, about twenty minutes of this episode to to get here. Uh, the dreaded Cowboy game. The the Forty ers come out twenty three seventeen. Get the win. They'll move on. Uh, this this was rough. Uh, this was a rough <laughs> game from start to finish. Uh, to watch for Cowboy fans. Uh, my, my biggest thing is. Is deja vu. I, I feel like we keep watching, you know, in the broad picture, the same season over and over. I think in the in the smaller picture, the game style and the way that these games keep getting played is just like deja vu. And it's just it's just getting old. It really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you this 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 cowboy. You know, de- the last decade with the end of Romo's career and the start of of Dak's career. It's been a lot of good teams. I mean, this, this this Cowboy team isn't getting clowned on by the media and, you know, by everyone because they've been bad. I, I mean, they, they they have not had a top five pick in the last, what, you know, it, besides since, the Zeke year. 
Since yeah. Zeke, take that away. They haven't had a top five pick in in, in decades. Like th- no. this team has been. But they've drafted phenomenally. Drafted phenomenally. They have you know continued to build guys. They found another after getting Romo. They found another you know star quarterback that they were able to pay. They have an incredible offense on paper. They drafted Parsons this year. Like this team has been consistently good, but for whatever reason and the stigma and the culture behind this team, when they have gone to the playoffs, they have not been able to get it done. And the question that gets asked now is how in the world with this team who is considered on paper, one of the best, if not the best roster in the entire NFL, what do they need to do to get over, you know, this hump and to start winning games and not having, you know, the 20 something pick in the, in, in the draft and just having every year end with a high draft pick, but no championship and, and controversy and all of this from from your from your team, so uh, it, it's just it's just tough. Uh, we can talk a little about the game, uh, starting with I guess uh, this offense. I mean, I know you had we were discussing yesterday uh, with Kellen Moore uh, and how and how this game was played. Uh, what 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 did what did you really see on offense that that you didn't like? Because I know I I had a couple things that I really wanted to point out, but I'll let you Jeez, explain. How, you know, offensively. How, how long is this show slotted? <laughs> well, uh, I, you know, it's funny you said that because I did warn people on, on social media. I did post a little thing that, uh, you know, after we cover some of the, the first games from the weekend, you might you might be seeing a little longer segment from this uh, this Cowboy game here. But. Okay. Number one, it's, Zeke it's ran Elliott. Hour. It's ran hour. Okay. Ran hour. Number one, Zeke Elliott should not have been playing in this game. I, the, the BS that we hear afterwards that he has a partially torn PCL – he should have given way, sat out. I, I, listen, it's 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 heroic. It's Herculean. That's great. You want to be there for your team. But if you can't go, it should have been Tony Pollard and Clement. They, Corey Clement was a great backup running back and special teams player that would have given you the aggressiveness of Zeke with a much healthier body. So I think it was selfish of, of Zeke to even put himself out there in the first place. Number two, our offensive line is atrocious. It's atrocious run blocking, it's atrocious pass blocking, and they are the most undisciplined team I have ever seen. The 14 penalties were ridiculous. Connor Williams should be sent to Home Depot. Enough of this guy being on the offensive line. Him, Connor McGovern, and uh, you know Tyron Smith needs to retire. Lyle Collins needs to get like a, a shot to the head because I don't know what the hell has happened to that guy. You know, and and Biotic is. Terrible. He is no Travis Frederick. So I'm sick of, you know, pundits saying, you know, the Cowboys still have one of the best lines, you know, out there. They do not. Number two is, I don't know what it is, but at the beginning of these games, Dak does not get the ball to uh, uh, CeeDee Lamb and Amari to set the tone. You got to get your stars interested in the game early. And it was very late where he finally threw a pass to uh, CD, you know, and it was called back for a hold. He finally got to him again in like the fourth quarter. But you got to get these guys energized and get them the ball often. Dalton Schultz, for as much as I love the guy, is not the guy who should lead you in receptions game in, game out. You have two high-profile studs on the outside. They need to have 12 targets each a game. 
And that's where it starts on the offensive side. So if we want, we'll talk about defense side. But offensively, Kellen Moore, Mr. Boy Genius, Mr. Everybody Wants Him as their head coach, have him. You can have him. I don't think he's that great. I don't. Well, well, I'll talk about that. It was the first thing that I really wanted to, you know, explain about this offense. Kellen Moore's, you know, his philosophy and his his offensive, you know, mastermind that is a is a, it's a pretty good, you know, uh, scheme. And his scheme is to play mind games with the defense. His whole scheme and his philosophy is let's put a run offense out there, a run personnel, and we'll pass. And right. then on pass, we'll put a pass personnel out there, get the defense all in, in zone, back them up, and we'll run the ball. Right. Here's the it's, problem oh, with that. Oh, it's genius, man. Oh, it's genius. And, and No, no. And, and, and I'm yeah, I'm not trying to be sarcastic here. It's, I it, am. It, it can be a good game plan, and it's worked in the past. The problem is, is when you consistently, 99% of the time, run a run play with a pass personnel and a pass play with a run personnel, it, 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 it doesn't play mind games with the defense. Right. <laughs> if you do the opposite every time and teams watch film on that, it doesn't trick anybody because everybody knows what you're going to do. There's a reason why every time you watch Dak run a play action, nobody's fooled. Nobody is fooled by the play action because they know it's coming. Why is everyone? Why do we only gain one yard when we run an inside zone with, with Zeke? Because everyone knows it's coming. Right. It, it is... It is way too predictable. The reason it started out good was it because was because it was something new. It was something we hadn't run with. You know, is you know uh, what, what was it? You know, Scott Linehan as our old offense coordinator was a totally different system. Now with this, it it started out really well because it was new and teams didn't know it. But when you consistently run the same plays, the same formations, when you run the the McGovern fullback and you consistently run the same run up the middle, and then the same play action with the two wide receivers on the end, even I know what's coming, and I, I'm not even on the field. So it's too predictable. It, it is it is not, you know, working anymore. And and my biggest thing about that is as a coach in the NFL, you got to adjust. you got to adjust your plays. You can't be running the same things, especially in the playoffs when a team can watch the film from 17 games you've played in the season. Mm-hmm. you got to mm-hmm. switch it up. So that's my biggest thing on that. Um, I I think Dak, it, it is it's it's tough for it's tough for me because Dak is is not the problem, but it's you, you can't say he wasn't a problem. Like like Dak, the the the, the pass he delivered to Amari Cooper is why he was, gets was paid and, and is a sure. great quarterback. It's a beautiful but you know pass. What? But Dak is like every other good quarterback that isn't named Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. He needs a line. Right. He needs protection. And, it's and when that. he's protected, he can rip you apart. When he's under pressure, he's not good. Yeah. And, he doesn't throw a good ball. He doesn't plant his feet well. He doesn't uh, escape the pocket well anymore. Like he can't get out, you know, and, and like a Mahomes and give himself an extra three or four seconds, you know. So it, it's, you know, it comes down to a couple things. Like when I was watching San Fran and I was watching the KC game, what they do so well on offense is a lot of in route, you know, uh, quick slant type of, of plays, a lot of, you know, picking, a lot of uh, jet sweeps in, in a variety of different looks, right? You just don't even know which one's coming and which one's going to come across if it's Ayuk or it's, or it's Samuel or it's, you know, it's, it's, it's Ju- Juwan Jennings. Like, he just does a really, really good job. 
you know, uh, of making it those kinds of plays. We don't run those plays. We don't move Dak out in, you know, we, we do very little play action. And I just think overall, I don't think Kellen Moore has a handle on how to move the ball on a consistent basis. I just think that we have really good talent. And so we've been able to put up points against really bad teams. But against good teams, we have to do better. And, and notice this. N- notice how n- notice how a, a lot of the drives for the Cowboys, we actually moved the ball downfield. Guess why why the ball actually didn't move on those plays? It's because every time a major play happened, it got called back for a penalty. So if yes. if if your if your offense works where you get a big gain and a penalty comes back and you set up in sec and first and twenty second twenty guys the drive's over that that's just how it, it works it in the NFL you get a holding call drive over if you're backed up on your own ten drive over like it's either that or it's always a first down BS run or a first down one yard two yard mm-hmm. out and you're wasting first down so so the Cowboys you know. Drives either start second and ten, so it means you only have two two downs. We've limited mm-hmm. ourselves now to two downs to get a first down, or it's three downs, but you're starting double the amount of yards back. How are you supposed to win football games like that? You, you just can't. And, and what I've been saying about the deja vu and how every game is played like this, because every time the Cowboys have in the last five years, the last ten years, it, it, every time they play a team that is comparable or better than them or a playoff team like this 49ers team, they start They start down, you know, they try to make this heroic comeback, they, you know, they've shot themselves in the foot all game. Look, this game, the fact that Dak Prescott had a, had a chance with two minutes left to go down and win this game is incredible to me because if you look how they, they shouldn't have even been in this game. So I don't know how to take that. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Is that Does that mean we need one thing to fix and we'll, you know, magically you know, win a lot of the, a lot more of these games. I, I don't know, but we need to start games better. We need to get out to leads. We we're a totally different team when we play from the lead. It changes the dynamics. It changes the defenses. It changes the way that we pound on you know, the other line and tire them out. You know, it's just, I don't know, man. First of all, I, or, or, or a hundredth year all I, after what you saw yesterday, are you, if you're one of the other eight teams that needs a coach thinking that Kellen Moore is ready to be head coach well, in the NFL? Yeah, well, well, let's let's talk about this game, and then we'll talk about coaching after. But you know, I, I don't think so right now. Uh, but you know, that's that's offensively. So so offensively, you know, Dak didn't play well. We couldn't run the ball, which we haven't been able to all year, and just the inability, like you said, to run crossing routes, to run a slant. It, it, it feels like inside the numbers is like a is like you know a non you you can't go there like a neutral area that some reason we can't run routes in it's all curls it's all streaks you know it, it's really it, it's just odd that's all it is it's odd you know you never see any cooper or lamb run in front of slant where no. if you're playing especially the corners that san fran has you're going to tell me they're going to guard them one on one on a quick slant or a, or an underneath route it, it just it kind of blows my mind but anyway that's the offense uh, it was awful. I think that's the reason they lost. I think this offense was. Uh, I have an interesting take on our defense. Um, I, I'm going to be honest. I think this defense played very well. That, that's what I'm going to say. Uh, take the penalties out of it. The stupid you know, penalties. The Gregory holding. Yeah. And undisciplined. The offsides every you know drive. Bad. But in terms of this defense, when you look at it, 
Take away the Debo Samuel run for a touchdown that Dak gave them with the interception. This team allowed one touchdown the entire game, and it was in the first three minutes where they marched down the field. One touchdown. If you're going to tell me that this defense is going to give up one touchdown the entire game, you have no excuse to lose this game. No excuse. So if you're going to tell me that that this defense, you know, with the undisciplined lost this game, uh, that's just not true. I mean, this defense played as well as it has all year because this defense isn't a number one defense that has to play so good for you to win because all they have to do is keep your team to 20, you know, 15 to 20 points, and this offense should take care of it. Agreed. So Agreed. I mean, look, first of all, Jimmy Garoppolo threw for 172 yards. Right. right. I mean, Debo Samuel had three catches for 38 yards. Now, we couldn't stop him when he was running at 7.2 yards a clip. And Mitchell, you know, ran for 96. So we gave up 169 on the ground, but we gave 172 in the air. Like you said, one touchdown other than the, hey, everybody came in after they just felt deflated after the, you know, interception. Mm-hmm. And Debo Samuel did Debo Samuel things. Yeah, take that away. One touchdown in the first five minutes. So for three quarters of the game. They didn't score a touchdown. That was the defense's fault. Right. And we shut them out in the fourth quarter. I I don't know how much much more you could ask. I mean, are we going to talk about how, you know, uh, um, uh, I'm I'm blanking here for uh, Parsons. Uh, Parsons played amazing. I mean, as well as he has all season. He was in there all, all, you know, every play. He was trying to get in there, working on Trent Williams. He was, you know, trying to do his best on him. Was making every tackle on the run game. uh, you know, I had a phenomenal game. I thought Lawrence played well as as well. I, I really think Curse was was good at safety. Um, even, even you know, late, our, Van Der Esch had a decent game. Yeah, even Van Der Esch was playing decent. You know, uh, you know, Anthony Brown had the the big interception. Which I mean, if yes, we could talk about that sucks. for for a second, I, I'm going to be honest. What uh, what were the 49ers doing in this game? All they had to do was hand the ball off to Mitchell and Samuel up the middle because we couldn't seem to have an answer for that. But for some reason, they put it in Garoppolo's hands, who wasn't good the entire game at all, was missing throws left and right, and throws an absolute duck over his wide receiver, who was really wide open because yeah. Anthony Brown can't cover anybody, and throws it right to Anthony Brown, which almost gave them the game away. So for 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 Shanahan, you know, Kyle Shanahan and, and Garoppolo, I, I don't know what they're doing. Um, in that in that term, you know, and what and what the they were trying to do in the second half there, but th- this defense, I I, I I have no problem with. I don't. I, I mean, they they did they got the stops when they needed. Um, besides some some BS penalties, but even with the, the pe- BS penalties, the penalties they didn't the it didn't penalty, lead to dude. points. No, but it led to the, us not getting the ball back with enough time to go down and win the game. I mean, the Neville Gallimore hands two, for the two face minutes penalty. and fifty seconds isn't isn't enough for for to go down and win the game. It seems like enough to me. Well, we didn't what? get it with two fifty. We got it with like forty seconds. No, I, I'm talking about before the forty seconds. Two fifty to go down and, and win the game. Yeah, well, we kicked the field goal. But no, no, I, I, no, wait, we no, kicked the field goal. Got the you know the ball back. After the you know Anthony Brown you know went down we scored, uh, we're down six and, and and we get the ball back with two fifty on our own you know you know fourteen yard line you got to go eighty six yards and and and, and he just he, throw incomplete pass after incomplete pass and yeah. then he threw the bomb to Cedric Wilson and he dropped it. right so what I'm saying is this Cowboys defense did enough to give them a chance to win even with shooting themselves in the foot with the penalties with the offense being as bad as it was you know all these punts they had to be on the field for for. Uh, you know what felt like the whole game this defense couldn't have played 
you know, any better given the circumstances of what they put them, you know, in the situations they put themselves in. And the offense couldn't, just couldn't go down the field. You know, take away everything with the game, you know, with the penalties, with, with, with the terrible start. 252, all three timeouts, down six. You got to go down the field because everyone else does it. You know, mm-hmm. the top-tier quarterbacks do it. Aaron Rodgers, you give him 252, he's going to score and win the game. Brady will score and win the game. Josh Allen will score and win the game. And and that is, that's a problem. You know, and Dak couldn't Dak go gets down. Dak sacked and throws three, three completely. Yeah. So it's... It was a tough loss, you know. It's a game. It's a team you got to beat. Um, hats off to San Fran. I think they're, you know, a good team. I think we got to give them credit. Uh, they're a they're, good team who's going to get slaughtered by Green Bay. Yeah, I agree they'll get slaughtered. But it's a good team. But I will continue to say that it that this is it's unacceptable to lose to a team that I think that I think they're better than. I, oh, I just really do. A hundred percent. To lose there, to, to, to a quarterback no that, that I think is not even in the same t- category as Dak. Um, to you know, a defense that I think was vulnerable uh, with their top two players getting hurt. It, it's just disappointing. And mm-hmm. we can, you know, now gear into, you know, talking about now this offseason, you know, they're uh, uh, with the coaching. Uh, like, like what needs what really needs to happen, you know, with this? I, I said to you yesterday, I don't care what uh, Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones come out and say where they said, you know, McCarthy's job, you know, doesn't seem to be. I, I don't care about any of what that says. I'm stating on here that Mike McCarthy within this week will not be the Dallas Cowboys head coach anymore. He will be fired. Um, I don't know who's going to be the replacement. I don't know where Kellen Moore or, you know, Dan Quinn are going. They both might be gone. They both might stay. One might be head coach. I don't know. Mike, Carth- Mike McCarthy will not be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys after this season because there's no justifiable reason to keep him. There, there is, there is. If you were making a pros and cons list of keeping him, mm-hmm. name me one pro. He went six game, wins more this year. Won the NFC East. Right. So, so you won. So you won six games in the regular season, which you know, you know, six more games. That's that's great. Uh, mm-hmm. But he was given. Really, I think last year he was. I think really what happened was he was hired, and he said we have a Super Bowl caliber roster, which. I mean, really, you know, not as good as this year, but with before the, all the injuries, it probably was, you know, a, a lower, you know, tier mm-hmm. contender. Right. And he was given that year. And I think if they failed last year, he would have been fired. But with the injuries, he gave him another year because it wasn't fair with Dak getting injured. And this year showed what they could do 12 and five. You know, that's that's a good record. Mm-hmm. But if you can't do anything in the playoffs and beat, you know, teams in the playoffs, why are what well, what's the reason to keep to keep him? I, I don't So, so I the don't only reason. Know. Listen, I. I I'm so angry right now, and I have not gotten over this loss, and I probably won't for a while. But my problem with getting rid of McCarthy now is what continuity do we go into next year if we happen to lose lose Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn, and you're going to get rid of Mike McCarthy, and then you're just going to bring in a whole new staff, a whole new system, a whole new... Like, we're at a point where we're so close to being a com- a, a, a true competitor for the Super Bowl do we really want to start breaking things down and going back to scratch? My, my whole thing is, okay, let, let's let's just for a scenario say that Kellen Moore is the offensive coordinator and, you know, Dan Quinn is the, de- is the defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. What, you know, Kellen Moore runs the offense. Dan Quinn runs the defense. So mm-hmm. if you're a head coach that doesn't call plays on either side of the ball, 
you know, and there's a, there's a bunch of them in the league. Your 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 job is to manage the game, you know, sure. you know, you know, call timeouts, reviews, challenges, you know, sub sub in and out, and, and get your you know approved play calls, all of that. If McCarthy can't do that right, which we haven't even gotten to the end of the game and that whole fiasco. What is the my question is what is the point of keeping him if no, he can't look, do I, the singular job? I get it. Gets, I get it. it doesn't my whole thing is he doesn't do anything important like calling plays. Get mm-hmm. someone else in there that can stand around and just do his sole job a little bit better. That that's my whole thing. You know, fourth down or or not fourth down, but 14 seconds in the game, you, you, you have, you know, two plays to get the end zone. You can't run in in the play of field. You know, especially, you know, 20 yards on a QB run. I don't understand that play call. I don't understand what goes through I, your mind to call. The funny a, thing is, I, I didn't have a problem with the play call. It just wasn't executed well. It, but that's come the, to, you know, he, that's he the had, problem. I, look, he was trying to get closer. I mean, two two shots from 40 or one shot from the 25. I mean, what, what I, has a better chance? I, I'm fine with the with the, with the the play call, but you, you're you going to tell me that that. You're not going to reiterate to your quarterback. You got to go down uh, ten yards. And you know, hand the ball to the it, to the ref. It really didn't seem like you know Dak was was all that aware. You know, coming from his coach that that he needed to slide a lot earlier. And yeah. the the people saying that it's the ref fault. That's the rule of the game. You, you, the ref's running as fast as he can. He's got to touch the ball. Like that's just how it happens. That was a screw up on the play call, in my opinion. You know, it's a it's a risky call. You got to go down sure. earlier. Uh, AJ, it should have never come down to that in the first. No, nah, it shouldn't have. But you still got to talk about it since it happened. But uh, th- this is what I predict. Um, I-, I think that I don't think Kellen Moore is still going to interview for jobs and all that. He he's not going to get a head coaching job. I think Dan Quinn I will. I think Dan Quinn will be the defensive or the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Um, I-, I I still think McCarthy's gone. I don't know if that means. Kellen Moore is the head coach. I don't know if it's bringing someone else in. I just have this feeling that this is, you know, they're not going to waste as much time as they did with Jason Garrett. Uh, I, I just, I can't see it. That's what I'm saying. I think he will be the coach, but I don't know. I'm just, my head is so cloudy. Out <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean. Just another wasted season of potential. Wasted season. Of, of so much effort we put into the fandom of it. And then to watch it go down like that, I w- my blood was boiling yesterday. Yeah. And I think the last point I want to make about it is, is I think I said this to you about 500 times yesterday, was my biggest disappointment is when you watch other teams, it seems like they know what to do on certain downs and certain plays and they execute right. My biggest thing about this team is it's the execution and the situational awareness. I think I used that word a million times yesterday. And it really is the right word because I could pinpoint a million plays. But the biggest play of all that I hated was a simple third and two in like the second quarter. And it was third and two. It was at like our 45-yard line for the 49ers. Third and two. They went five wide. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, you know, I'm no genius. I think I watch football a little. But when you go five wide, you can't really run the ball. Is that is that good to say? Like, like You can't run the ball. So... On third and two, okay, what do the Cowboys, you know, decide to run? They, they line up in a zone, and they put two safeties deep, and they line up in a zone, and there's two wide receivers to the right, and Debo's in the slot, and you have a wide receiver on the outside receiver, and then a linebacker on the inside of Debo. 
Nobody actually guarding Debo Samuel, which is, you know, just an incredible player and, you know, their best player. But, you know, just just don't guard him. Uh, the, the Cowboys play like 90% man. And on third and two, when uh, why don't you play man? That, that's why you play man coverage on third down and short, you know, on a passing down where they have five wide and they can't run the ball. You play man and you get up to the ball and, and you, you rush the passer and hope that he gets away quick. They run a zone. They don't cover Debo Samuel, and all he has to do is run a two-yard stop, and they throw him the ball. And guess what? He's wide open because nobody's on him. It's just the the little situational. I don't know if that's coaching, if that's because we have a young defense. I don't know what that exactly is, but that needs to change, and there's a million other plays. Uh, you know, on offense, we were we were crying about there was one play where Zeke, it was third and one, uh, one and we ran a toss to him and he magically got the first down by like juking out a bunch of people. But why isn't Tony Pollard in on a toss when mm-hmm. Zeke can barely run with a torn PCL? Why is that not Tony Pollard? If you're going to run Agreed. Zeke, run him up the middle. Why is it not Tony Pollard getting his speed to the outside? It's little things like that, that, that are head scratching, that are really well, and- the little reasons why... We, we lost this game. Well, and we can't have 32 yards out of our running back, right? Yeah. I mean, we're supposed to in, impact Will. We're supposed to be pushing people downhill. You know, we don't do that anymore. We don't control the clock. We don't control, you know, the, the, the physicality of the line. We don't take teams into the fourth quarter where they're exhausted and they just have nothing left so that we can throw it over their heads. You know, it's just, it's so frustrating. So frustrating. It's frustrating, but... It's frustrating. Uh, that's all I can get right now. I, 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 it's already eating me up so bad over the last 24 <laughs> hours. I, I need I need some decompression time so that I can figure out what the Cowboys need to do. But right now, I'm just pissed at the whole organization. Uh, I mean, as we get to the offseason, we'll talk about needs and re-signing and all that. But yeah, it, it, it stings right now. And, you know, it's me a long, long offseason here with, you know, you know, the long. McCarthy's going to either stay or, or, you know, be fired in, in this week. So we'll know more about that, hopefully. Uh, on Friday's episode, but we had one more game Sunday night, uh, which was close in the first quarter and then ended up not being close at all, where the Chiefs routing the the Steelers, much expected there. Big Ben's uh, probably his final game uh, in the NFL there. Bye-bye, Benny. Uh, if it wasn't for TJ Watkin up to s- getting them off to a 7 nothing lead, this would have been, you know, a blowout yeah, from the start, but they did take the lead with TJ Watt. You know, he played his ass off. Uh, that, but that's woke, about, that woke Mahomes up, it. though, man. He did. Yeah, From that I point did. on, it was like it was a touchdown. Three I mean, minutes later, steel- touchdown. Two minutes later, touchdown. Let's yeah. go into the third quarter, touchdown, and then another minute later, touchdown. It was like, yeah. It was like, I mean, four hundred yards, five touchdowns. He had no problem. Kelsey was everywhere, especially that play before the half, third and twenty, and they got the the touchdown and the Kelsey catch. I mean, that was ridiculous. There, one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's why the Chiefs are great. I mean, you have four hundred yards and five touchdowns from Mahomes. Kelsey throws a touchdown, which is a great was a great play design. Mm-hmm. Their leading running back was Chet, Chet McKinnon. McKinnon. Yep. In a playoff he game. He looked great catching the ball, six but for eighty one and a is, touch. This is why they're a great team, okay? Yes, Kelsey's great and Hill's great. But their role players are Chet McKinnon, Demarcus Robinson, Miko Arman, and Byron Pringle. It's guys that on probably other teams, they're not as good as they are. But on in this team, in this you know culture, and you know they they are they, they they have the scheme down where where it's really anyone can thrive, and that's I think the Cowboys. What's separating them from these you know you know real contending team is is I feel like they need the perfect scenario to win games where mm-hmm. 
you know, the Chiefs are without a lot of guys, a lot of key guys. Their running backs are were both hurt. Uh, you know, uh, Tyreek Hill was not 100% going into this game. And Although even, he, you know, he did do a nice backflip. He did. But th- this team is, is continues to roll. I mean, it's crazy to think about that they were struggling in the first, you know, couple weeks there. But uh, the the one when thing I, I have to dead. say when I called them dead, <laughs> right? The one thing I have to say about the Steelers was obviously it was I mean, it's just tough to watch on offense with with Ben and and all the all due respect to Ben, you know, great quarterback, great career. But at this point in his career, I I, I turned to a buddy of mine I was watching the game with, and I said, you know what Big Ben looks like, and this Steelers offense looks like. It looks like when you know if if you ever had. You know, if you ever played, you know, flag football when you were like five, six years old uh, mm-hmm. and the and the coaches or the dads th- played quarterback, that's what it looks like. <laughs> it, it looks like a 50 year old dad throwing two yard outs and three yard, you know, slants. And, it's, you know, it's, it's that's what it looks like. It it's, it's, it's just it's bad. It's so embarrassing. The dude can't th- can't throw anymore. He, he, he doesn't want to sit back there for more than a second. No. It, it was just bad, and no, you know, not, I'm glad Harris couldn't get going. And yeah. you know, that I mean, offensive look, line is is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And Deontay Johnson, man, he's got the yips, man. He can't catch a ball. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. You know, as good as he is, he definitely has a drop problem, no oh, doubt. Yeah. I, I mean, he led the league if I didn't, if I'm not mistaken. And the problem, he, not even about Roethlisberger, they're going to have to find a new QB. We know that, but the problem with this team is, I think, some regression. I, I mean. Deontay Johnson had a good year, but the drops is a problem. Claypool regressed a lot. Juju Smith-Schuster, I know he was injured, but the games that he played, he regressed a lot. Defensively, you know, T.J. Watt is is an incredible player, but there are other guys, well, you know, that were great and, for them last Hayward. year. Him and Hayward are are, are fantastic, worst. but Minka Fitzpatrick definitely regressed a little bit this year. Was not, you know, this great safety that he was you know last year Devin Bush was not the same guy like like they have uh some 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 of their guys that really carried them last year when they were what 11 and 0 yeah that that, no, no, that were it's, not it's the same the sec- this year it's the secondary is nothing to what it was last year no you know losing J- uh Hayden and a few of the other guys like they, they just don't have the the corners anymore you know nope. their linebackers are are old and slow other than uh other than TJ you know, and it's just, it's, you're right. It's a team that needs, they, they have a lot of needs on that team. Yeah. And, you know, and that team needs, they needs to a, blow up their offensive line. They have an interesting offseason coming up with who's going to be the next quarterback. Uh, who's, how are they fixing this offensive line? So they're in for, you know, definitely I, something. I promise you, it is not Mason Rudolph or, or Dwayne Haskins who's mm-hmm. going to be the starter in week one next year. I don't know. Tomlin, uh, some some reports saying he he likes Haskins there, so we might we might see some Haskins. Uh, but the, they they could definitely be uh, drafting a quarterback and and starting young there once again. Uh, but but that was that was the five games from Wildcard Week and the sixth game being Cardinals Rams Monday night. Obviously, going to start a little bit after we record this. So I'm just reiterating this lock of the week: Cardinals are winning this game. I don't care how I hope they so, do it. I, I don't care, it, but. Yeah, th- th- this this game, I'm expecting Kyler to dominate, and I'm expecting Stafford to struggle. Uh, but we shall we shall find out, you know, after after this goes out. So uh, hopefully, either, I'm not either way, my words. Either way, whoever goes to Tampa next week will be ending their season 
Ooh. And San Francisco will be ending their season against Green Bay next week. Uh, I'm already I, putting in my my locks of the week next year on both of them. All right. Well, you know that that is that's definitely something. Uh, uh, I think we For we Friday. can agree on there with with you know I, I especially Green Bay. I don't think they'll. I think that's a good matchup for them, and Rodgers can still finally get over the 49ers hump. But I'm telling you, this this Cardinals team, if Kyler can get on a roll and play as good as as he really has, you know, going in the playoffs, they're, they're still a dangerous team with JJ Watt activated. He'll he'll be out there tonight, so that's that's big for them um, as well. So uh, I'm just that, still, that, I still, I still think without DeAndre Hopkins, this team just doesn't have doesn't have that threat and the ability for the Christian Kirks and the AJ Greens to, you know, get single coverage. You know, it's DeAndre Hopkins changes the whole dynamic of how you play defense. And without him, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not confident in Arizona. I'm rooting for Arizona because I hate the Rams. No, I hate the Rams. I just want, that'll make this weekend better. It'll make the pain go away if the Rams lose. I I can't root for him here. So I agree. uh, Let's go Cardinals there um, for tonight's game. We'll see everyone back. On Friday, where we preview the divisional round, we'll have the uh, those four games set up for Saturday, Sunday. Uh, so and we'll, we'll be... see if McCarthy, McCarthy is still the coach by then. Mm, I'm saying no by Friday. Okay. I'm right. saying no. All right. We'll see, though.